Hello, I'm Danny Aiken, president of Southeastern Seminary. This podcast is a variety of audio resources from around Southeastern. To learn more about Southeastern, visit scbts.edu. Why is it that we hammer so hard the Great Commission? There are a number of reasons. One is, I believe, we're called to be obedient to what the Lord Jesus has asked us to do. If you ever go over to the Mission Center, and you should, I frequent it regularly for one reason in particular, to look at the world mission clock that's over there on the wall, where we are reminded that the planet now is almost occupied with 8 billion people. By some counting 17,427 people groups. And yet with all of our technology, In all of our resources, we still have 7,414 that fall into the category of unreached and unengaged. And again, depending on how you count, that means somewhere between 3.7 billion and 4.8 billion have no access to the gospel today. They will be born they will live, they will die, and they will go to hell. And they never even one time heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. My friend David Platt has said it well. Thousands of people groups are unreached for a reason. They're hard to reach. All the easy ones have already been evangelized. These people groups are dangerous to reach. These people groups don't want to be reached. And anyone who tries to reach them with the gospel will most certainly be met with suffering and affliction. But then he still asks the question, when will the concept of unreached peoples become intolerable to the church? That's where... The text that I wish to direct your attention to for just a moment is so critically important, found in Revelation chapter 7, verses 9 through 12. This particular passage has been referred to as the great missionary promise. Others have said it gives us a vision of the eschatological and eternal church. John has just seen a vision on earth of the 144,000 from the 12 tribes of Israel. But now his attention is directed to heaven. And he writes in chapter 7, verse 9, After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages. They were standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And then all the angels were standing around the throne and around the, uh, around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen. And then you have a beautiful sevenfold blessing, blessing and glory, wisdom and thanksgiving, honor and power 
and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. The Bible is picking up on language from the Old Testament, in particular Genesis chapter 15, where God promises Abraham that someday your descendants will be like the stars of heaven and the sand of the sea. And here we see gathered around the throne people from every tribe, every tongue, every nation. I love to say there is not the slightest hint of bigotry or ethnocentrism or prejudice or racism of the 17,427 groups on the earth. Each one is present and each one is represented. Amazingly, it is the great missionary promise of the 7,414 that currently are unreached or unengaged. Each one is represented. In other words, God, on behalf of his son, the sacrificial lamb, is calling out and reaching out to all the nations by his spirit and through his people. And the Bible is clear. The gospel is going to be heard and the gospel is going to be believed among all the peoples of the earth. The unreached are going to be reached. The question that we have to engage is, will I be a part of helping reach the unreached? Several years ago, a former student of mine, now a student pastor at a wonderful Baptist campus, called me to tell me, just to give me an update of how things were going in his ministry and in his life. And as we were talking, he said, well, let me tell you something that I think you'll find interesting. It is kind of disappointing. He says, you know, every year we get freshmen coming in and their parents almost always come with them. And it's not uncommon for a parent to come up to me since I'm the campus minister and just say something like this. Now, I want you to take care of my baby while they're here the next four years. You keep an eye on them and make sure you keep them away from the big three, alcohol, sex, and drugs. Make sure you keep them away from those things and make sure that you Encourage them to get into a local church while they're here and uh, encourage them to get involved in a D group on campus while they're here. And he says, Dr. Aiken, we, we do all of that. We, we do all of that. And then, Dr. Aiken, later in the semester, we always have a spiritual emphasis week. And many times it's built around the theme of missions. And we'll have someone come in that will challenge the students to consider might God have something for you that you never imagined? And might God have something for you that is much greater than what you think you're going to do once you graduate from here? He said, Dr. Aiken, an amazing thing happens. God gets a hold of a lot of hearts of our students here when we have that spiritual emphasis week. And then here's what happens. They leave one of the services and they go back to their dorm or they take a walk and they call their parents. And they'll get one parent on the phone and they'll say, well, no, no, get, get daddy on the phone too. Get mama on the phone too. I've got something really important to share. And then they will say to their parents, well, I need to let you know something. I'm, I'm changing my minor. I'm not going to go into business. I'm not going to do nursing. I'm not going into pre-med. I believe God has called me to be a missionary. And I'm changing my major. 
And I'm going to become a Christian studies major. And the parents will listen, usually politely, usually very quietly. And then the next day, my friend will get a phone call from those parents who will say, what have you done to my child? I asked you to take care of them. I didn't want you to turn them into a fanatic. Well, brothers and sisters here at Southeastern, this faculty wants all of you to be fanatics for King Jesus. And if that means disappointing friends, so be it. If that means disappointing parents and grandparents with respect, so be it. Because there's nothing like being exactly in the place where God wants you to be. And God's heart is set on the nations. God's heart is longing to reach the unreached. And might it be that God has in his sovereign plan you to be one of the ones who goes to that unreached people group. And it is you and your faithfulness to Christ that is responsible for that people group being gathered around the throne in heaven. John Piper says it so very well. We will be worshiping and praising God for eternity. But we have only a limited time upon this earth to engage in missions so that the nations would rejoice and sing for joy. We do only have a limited time, and you and I have only one life. That's why we do not apologize for raising the question, not should I go, but dealing with the question, Lord, why should I stay? Why should I stay when the need is so great and the opportunities to honor you so awesome? Heavenly Father, I thank you so much that we do have the great missionary promise in Revelation 7 of the eschatological church where people from every tribe, tongue, people, and nation are gathered around the throne. And Lord, as we just read, the number was so great John said, I could not count all of them. And so it is very clear in your word that the nations are going to be reached and they're going to be reached abundantly. Lord, for us, then the issue is, will I be a part of what my great God is doing or will I foolishly sit on the sideline and watch? And again, as John Piper says, live a wasted life. Lord, it is my prayer for me, for our faculty, and for all of these students that we will not live a wasted life, but a fruitful life for your glory as we are faithful to go wherever it is that you choose to send us. We ask and we pray this in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Consider giving to Southeastern Seminary online or visiting us for a preview day. For information on how to give or sign up for a preview day, visit scbts.edu.